Good evening. This is WMBC Digital College Park Radio, and you are listening to Nervous Child Collection. Hey, radio listeners. Do you like music? How about business? Come check out the Maryland Music Business Society, Thursdays at 7 in Van Munching Hall. Like us on Facebook at Terp Music for more details. Just to make sure Good evening, everybody. I hope everyone is having a good night. Um, I don't even know where to start. Once again, my name is Jordan Pinkava. This is Nervous Child Collection, and we have a special episode today. I mean, every episode is special to me, honestly. So we have an episode, technically. Um, Yeah, for those of you who are new, I talk about a new album every week. Um, Yeah. This one is not, this one is one that I found in 2021 during my, like, listen to new album every day thing, but it's not, like, my favorite or, like, it's not even, like, the best, like, it's, it's really random that I chose this album, but I re-listened to it last week and I was like, I want to do this this week. So, today we're going to be talking about Lady Gaga's own Chromatica, and I know, Lady Gaga has a great selection, um... But we're doing her latest release, Chromatica. Or no, does she have another album after this? Actually, let's not talk about it, because I don't know. Um, But yeah, Chromatica by Lady Gaga. So let's just get right into it. I'm playing, like, five, technically six songs, so I'm just playing, like, an interlude that goes into a full-length song. But let's just get right into it. Uh, So personal info, Lady Gaga was one of my first loves. Like, her and Justin Bieber were my first favorites when I was a kid. I remember in second grade or, like, you know, in, like, K through three. Those were the two artists that I, like, really, like, held held myself onto. Um, Lady Gaga definitely being one of them. Uh, I have this one memory from being in my best friend's house and drawing drawing her, like, from her, like, Bad Romance music video. And I was, like, in, like, maybe third grade or something maybe fourth, I don't know. Um, but she had a big influence on me, as she did with a lot of people at that time period. You know, she was huge in that, like, poker face, bad romance. You know, all I, I'm blanking on everything about her album names right now, so we're just gonna... You guys all know what I'm talking about. 2008, 2009, 2010. That was, that was the time, and I was there for it. I was definitely there. You know, her music defined me as a kid, but I didn't really listen to her as much as I grew into my own music. You know, I'm specifically saying that I listened to her a lot as a kid because I haven't in a long time, but I'm currently kind of like getting back into the swing of Lady Gaga. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really a throwbacks person, so I don't like casually throw on like bad romance. Like I'm not like someone, I don't listen to like throwback music, quote unquote, unless if it's like for reason or purpose like I won't like listen to a throwbacks playlist or something so I think that's why I just like never listened to her because like I just like never got around to like really playing her music on a consistent basis so I've been without for a while but I put her like a bunch of her songs in my playlist recently and I've been listening to her a lot which is so great because I'm obsessed with it um and this is a really sad fact but Chromatica is the only album of hers that I've actually listened to front to back which, for someone who's obsessed with albums and, like, is, like, screaming about how much they love Lady Gaga right now, this is, like, so embarrassing for me to admit. But I just haven't, and I've been meaning to for well over a year at this point. Like, I've wanted to listen to all those albums, Edge of Glory, all the ones that I'm forgetting the names of right now. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I just, I'm just upset that I haven't gone around to it. Um, but hopefully that'll happen soon. I'd be really disappointed in myself if I don't listen to it soon, actually. But, you know, today we're talking about Chromatica. So this is the one that I have listened to. Um, I, oh my god, I didn't even pull up the date that I first listened to it. Let me find that right now. Um, I listened to it this once again during my little, um, <clears throat> my 2021 album in a, a day thing. Uh, I want to say I listened to it in March. Let me try and find it. I'm so sorry. This is, this is bad energy of me to, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking today. Wow. 
Oh my gosh, where is it? Chromatica. Uh, I listened to it on April 13th, so actually not March. Uh, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 on my first listen, and, you know, I'm still going to give it something around that, like a 9 out of 10 now. Uh, It's definitely grown on me. You know, I've also been listening to it for, like, a week straight at this point, so it's just, like, fully on my radar. Um, But, yeah, I love this album. It kind of incorporates her art pop and, like, OG styles, and it's, it's got a lot of pop, poppy influences in it at the same time, like, modern pop type stuff, you know, almost, like, with respect to Lady Gaga, of course, it's almost like, you know, background Nordstrom music type of stuff. But I love it, and it sounds good, and she made it work, okay? Because she incorporates the, like, Lady Gaga of it all. Um, but yeah, this that's what I think. I need to listen to the rest of her albums because she really is one of my favorite artists of all time. But I'm a fake fan of by saying that because I haven't listened to all her stuff. But let's talk about the album and the artist. So Lady Gaga's real name is Stephanie Joan Angelina Germata. She's 35 years old, so she's in her her elders now. Um, she's known for kind of like reinventing the norm and looks of music and creating something that was musically and visually outside of the box. And then I just put a note and I literally just wrote meat dress. And I know that everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say meat dress because Lady Gaga wore a meat dress to like the VMAs or the Grammys or something stupid like that. And it was defining you know like you see artists like Katy Perry and like fucking I don't know there's artists that like were scrounging at her feet at this time because she was doing such amazing things and she she's really is known for like doing a lot of things that were outside of the norm at this time you know especially her music was different you know it was a different take on pop and just like especially like her fashion influence was like completely out of the box Obviously, like, you see you see crazy fashion nowadays, but at that time when she was, like, first, like, arising in the scene, she was pulling out stuff left and right. You know, for anyone who's seen the Glee Lady Gaga episode, they all kind of, like, put on, like, a Lady Gaga outfit, and they're, like, the craziest damn outfits ever, but it's, like, she did that, you know? Like, that, she's known for shit like that, and it's awesome. But with that being said, she's in New York, uh, and she studied at New York University Tisch School of Music, which is pretty cool. Um, I know people that... No, she didn't study at Tisch. She studied at Gallatin. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need... I'm so sorry. Um, I think I got that wrong, and I don't want to mess it up. She, oh, no. She studied at the Tisch School of Arts. I could have sworn... Maybe I'm getting her confused with someone, but I guess she studied at the Tisch School of Arts um, at NYU, which I know people in that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to freak out right there. If anyone wants to correct me, aka NYU student Amelie, you can, because I feel like that's still wrong. Um, her sixth studio album was Chromatica, so she's six studio albums in, unless I'm, like, forgetting something, actually. I feel like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm sorry, I'm... Yeah, no, she released an album last year. No, she she's she's on, like, her eighth album, okay? I'm actually doing so bad this episode. This is so embarrassing for me. Um, anyways, uh, this album was released on May 29th, 2020. It is 43 tr- minutes at 16 tracks. Uh, a, a couple of the tracks are really short, which is, like, where you get 16 tracks out of. Um... And it was distributed under Interscope Records. Uh, it's kind of, you know, like a dance art pop album. Definitely more poppy influenced. Uh, it was produced partly by Lady Gaga and a lot of other producers, one of them being Skrillex. So you'll kind of hear those EDM poppy sounds in it because they're very prevalent. And just a random fact, they made Chromatica-themed Oreos in 2021. I did a taste test with them. They were... T- they taste like Oreos. Um... But yeah, I'm really rambling because I'm kind of a mess right now. This is so funny for me. Um, I think I'm just going to get right into it because I need to like stop talking for a minute. But the first song that I'm going to play, so we're going to skip the first two songs. The first song is just called Chromatica 1. And it kind of is like, there's three, I want to say, yeah, three Chromatica, like Chromatica 1, 2, and 3 in it. And those are kind of just short interludes that kind of, dissect it and like break it down into inter um into sections of the album so we start off with chromatica one it's just you know intro track you know we have we always see these short little instrumental 
um, intro tracks. And then it gets into Alice, which Alice is a good song. I don't really know why I chose, I didn't choose to play it. I'm going to be honest. I kind of just, I don't know. I, I don't know, actually. I, I feel like I shouldn't be answering this right now because I'm talking out of my ass. But we're going to skip the first two and then get into track number three, which was like my original favorite, I would say. But it's now my second favorite after like re-listening a bunch of times. But track number three is called Stupid Love. I remember when I first heard this album, like, you know, last year in April or whatever, this was like the standout song. You know, it came so early and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. But once again, like just a trigger warning, like very poppy influenced, um, not poppy the artist. I'm sorry, I keep saying it like that. Just pop influence. It's very, it's not something that I would typically listen to, but since it's Lady Gaga, I make it work. Um, I'm just going to play it. It's three minutes long and I hope you guys enjoy it. So track number three is called Stupid Love. I hope you guys enjoy stupid love once again i love that song uh i'm just gonna talk about uh i'm gonna do i have two public reviews that i'm gonna talk about um i'm just gonna talk about one of them real quick and then i'll get back into the track list uh so first from pitchfork they gave it a 7.3 out of 10 which is pretty good for pitchfork um to quote them they said lady gaga has canceled earth she lives on planet chromatica now and i just like that i just wanted to like say it um but they kind of said it was like a fun and bizarre 
exciting type of return for Lady Gaga and like a type of Lady Gaga that everyone was used to. You know, she had her album Joanne. I think I said Joanne earlier. I didn't mean to. I meant Joanne. That's her middle name. It's it's not Joanne. It's Joanne. Um, but you know, she had Joanne in the middle, and she you know had her A Star Is Born. Is that what it's called? The the Bradley Cooper moment, whatever, whatever that was. Uh, she had that moment, but she kind of was like, you know, returning to her pop edge here and her crazy shit. And they kind of note note also that it's like her first pop album or like true pop album since 2011. So it was kind of like a drought that was fixed in that time period because we were all missing the Lady Gaga that we know. Um, and they were kind of both of the actually the public reviews that I found comment on this which I thought was interesting but it's, they're kind of saying it's more of like a a 90s house music vibe than like original like electro pop dance EDM style so it's like I guess that's how I should be defining it and talking about it it's like 90s house music or 90s pop stuff which I I wasn't alive I don't know what it sounded like to be fair so I don't know if I should have just like gotten that but 90s house music. Um, I don't know if you can tell from that first track. I don't know if you need to like listen through the whole thing to understand that, but whatever. Um, and they kind of also note that it's like a really personal album of hers and probably the most personal, which I wouldn't have guessed just by like what I've heard, like listening wise, because like sometimes I don't really pick up on lyrics and stuff right away. Because uh, I like wasn't really listening to this album that deeply when I have. Um, but it's kind of like a lot of talk about mental health and PTSD stuff like that being on meds which is like a um something that I'll return back to and other things like sexual assault so it's kind of definitely like a more personal album of hers uh which it doesn't it's kind of like that same thing that I always get back to like not a universal language like you don't really get that like personal vibe from a lot of like the sounds that you're hearing because it's so upbeat and pop centric it's so it's so you know exciting sounding but it's apparently not apparently it is really sad and personal um maybe not sad I don't want to say sad but it's you know it's personal it's talking a lot about it a lot of different things so that's what Pitchwork had to say and like what I took from it but going back to the track list so the next song which is the most popular song it's close to a billion uh views listens it's like at 800 million right now which is pretty crazy but it's called rain on me featuring ariana grande i think everyone knows that song it's like it was casually like so popular and i don't think anyone talked about it but it must have been on the radio a shit ton because i wasn't like listening to it like that ever i didn't realize it had that many listens honestly but they like played it in like shameless like it was like part of like scenes in shameless which i thought was really funny they would like dance to the song it was really funny honestly Maybe that was the exposure. I don't know, but very popular song. It's a very good song, too. I'm just not going to play it considering, you know, the 800 million fucking listens this guy. I'm sorry. I keep on cursing tonight. <laughs> um, anyways, so the next song is Free Woman, and I thought I was playing this, uh, but I'm not, actually. Or it's not on my list, and I... I, I can't I can't just switch stuff around this late. I don't, I don't have the mental for that tonight. Um, but Free Woman, actually, Amelie kind of gave me some information on this one, and I'm going to read from it because uh, I didn't write down what I enough. But we're going to talk about uh, Free Woman just for a second. This is quoting, or not quoting, but like paraphrasing Amelie. Um, but Lady has, la- Lady, Lady Gaga has always been obsessed with like dehumanizing herself. And, you know, <coughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Just kind of like, messing and like doing different things with physical appearance you know hair dresses wigs makeup everything and you see then like the bad romance music video when she tries to make herself look like a villain villain oh my gosh an alien i'm so sorry guys uh and this theme is like prevalent back into this album you know the alien theme and even though this is like a journey of self-discovery and comfort past the pop scene uh it's significant that she still feels comfortable comfortable enough to separate herself from other classic artists when that was her whole brand in like the 2008-2009 era and the significance is the uniqueness of it and that it's the individual instance of uniqueness pop music is for everybody but her music is for herself 
as much as as it is for an audience and her brand will always stand out even when she wants to leave the world behind she still uses that theme in this record uh she's arguing that you know um well it's all subjective but she's talking about uniqueness to success and satire and playing around around with woke publicity stunts and blah blah blah. and she's obsessed with who she was in the past and now she's more like herself oh my gosh actually that wasn't about free woman that was about the album as a whole i'm pretty sure um but still i have more stuff about free woman but that was more like a general thing about the album but free woman it's kind of like gaga likes to the like seems to be genderless slash othered um and this may or may not have to do with the theme of intergalactic imagery imagery and such throughout the album and like the music videos and she basically asks herself why she was and she's like asking herself why she refers to herself as a woman in the song when she thinks things should be genderless um in the bigger meaning in a subjective way is finding freedom as difficult as it pertains to femininity and femininity is freedom in Gaga's case reclaiming that label is like really important to her sorry I didn't mean to like I I'm talking a lot of shit right now I'm I'm pulling stuff out of my ass if you can't tell I don't know what why I feel so underprepared for this episode but just go with it but that's kind of like about free woman free woman's a really good song um and that kind of tells you about it which it's interesting because like i was saying it's like free woman but lady gaga's like don't associate with me with woman but her name is lady gaga it's it's all it's all shit i don't know but we are actually going to play track number six which is called fun tonight um i i'm playing the next like fun tonight and then the next few songs after that which i'm very excited for but let's just get into fun tonight um Definitely a good song, not my favorite, but it's definitely up there for me. Alright, track number six is called Fun Tonight. Feeling something that I can't explain. Think it's a wound I still entertain. I do anything to numb the flame. I guess I'm just on fire these days.
sorry, forgot to turn on the mic. Ah, uh, okay, sorry. Once again, in my mess era, apparently. So yeah, that was fun tonight. That's that's a really fun song. No pun intended. Um, I don't even. I'm starting to question if I meant to play that or Free Woman, but either way, I feel like that was enjoyable enough. And she killed it vocally on that song. I kind of love that one. I, I, it has a good, it has the, like, Rainbow Road of Mario Kart vibe to it to me. I feel like I'm saying a lot of bad things about Lady Gaga by saying shit like that, but I'm not. I mean this in the most sincere and nice way possible, but it's doing something to me. But these next two tracks are what I'm most excited to play and, like, the whole ass reason why I want to play this album it is fully for track number seven and eight. So no, track number seven is Chromatica 2. Like I was saying before, this is just an interlude. It's 40 seconds long. But it it serves well. It's valid interlude. But um, it's like, it's more, it's, it, you know, it's it's a really good intro to 911. And I feel like it deserves to be played in unison with it. Or not unison, but like, you know corresponding whatever I don't know but I think it you know it gets right into it you know without it it's whatever but with playing one into the other it's perfect um and then you know Chromatica 2 goes into 911 which is the best song on this album no no question it is absolutely phenomenal no one can tell me otherwise I do not care I, I do not care, like, emphasize it is the best song on the album, especially because of what Chromatica 2 does to it. Um, and I do have stuff to say about this, which, again, is coming from Amelie. I couldn't remember until, like, right before that, like, we talked about this song once and there was so much information that went with it. And I just didn't write it down or, like, remember any of it. But it all started with Amelie and I watched the 911 music video. So, and that's kind of, like, why Amelie told me about it. So, this is all coming from Amelie again. But 911 is kind of about, like, a psychosis, anti-psychosis, anti-psychotics moment and struggling. You know, it's a mental health struggling thing because um, she struggled with mental health her whole life. And this is kind of, like, her reclaiming this album is her reclaiming her place on Earth and in humanity despite otherworldly alienated themes. And it's all kind of, like, a satirical and lighthearted thing. And... She kind of, at the end of the song, you're going to kind of hear that she's, like, realizing she needs help. And she's, like, kind of, like, what's the word? Like, says, like, oh, I had a psychotic or psychosis breakdown. Um, and she was, like, needed her medication. And there's lyrics, and it's, like, my biggest enemy is me. My mood, my mood's shifting to manic places. So it's kind of talking about, you know, having a psychotic psychosis moment. Um, and the bridge is, like, about her return to reality and dire need of help, but it's kind of, like, you know, she's, like, having that moment, and she, like, needs her medication, and if you watch the music video, it does so much more than just, like, what I'm saying, so I highly recommend watching the music video. Um, also, it's just such a phenomenal music video. I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's, like, you're watching, you're, like, what the fuck is going on, and then you get to the ending, and you're, like, oh, especially if you have, um, your girlfriend explained it to you in the moment. It makes a lot more sense. Um, but it's worth it. And I just explained it to you. So you should go watch the music video because it'll be so interesting. So we're going to play Chromatica 2 right into 911. I'm obviously going to play those two together. So I'm not going to stop in between. And you'll hear the change. Like it goes from like a more like violin, cello, orchestra feel to a bam, boom, bap, beat. You know? Okay. So, track number seven, Chromatica 2, goes straight into 911 in about 40 seconds. I hope you guys enjoy.
was 911 in Chromatica 2. You heard it. Oh my gosh, it is so good. At the end there, you know, when it kind of slows down, she's saying, like, can you please patch the line? Like, that's when she's, like, kind of waking up from this, like, psychosis dream she's having. Amazing. Amazing. It, she does it so well. And in the music video, it follows on that same line. It's so, it's so good. Wow. That song actually does something to me. That chorus is so well produced. The way that her voice is, you know, she, that auto-tune is so well done in it amazing amazing the pitching i cannot say enough good things about that song it is so interesting it is so well done the music video the meaning you cannot say a single bad thing about it i am i am enthusiastic about 911 that's all i have to say whatever and you guys heard the chromatica 2 slide into that hoe that was a, oh my god it was so good ah okay i'm going to keep talking so track number 9 is called plastic doll this is a pretty fine track i don't i think when i'm coming down from 911 it's a drop off definitely cuz i don't like think about it honestly i don't really think about this song much so you know it does not give 911 energy especially right after it so i know that it's not as good uh and then you hit sour candy track number 10 with black pink that's a fun one i'm not going to lie it's definitely an interesting one uh the feature is done really well in that in my opinion then you get enigma at track number 11 i like that track too pretty solid i can't say much about it but i remember liking it whatever uh i'm gonna play to track number 12 but i'm gonna do my last public review before you know it's just a few few sentences but i just want to talk about it before um i get into my next tracks um so the rolling stone they said that it kind of reminds people on why she became big and so loved in the first first place and it's kind of you know Going back to Queen's Roots, that's kind of what this, um, you know, this album is, like, I've been, like, kind of emphasizing. It takes a lot of elements of, you know, the late 2000s, like, or, you know, 2000s of Lady Gaga. So you're getting that energy, and it's really prevalent in this album, and a lot of people like it, and they enjoy it because of that. Uh, and it's an emotional breakthrough album for her. Like, once again, we're getting back to this fact that it's a very personal album, and... This is kind of like her emotional breakthrough, which is really good. And it's also like, you know, after her coming from, I wouldn't like to say a drought, like obviously a drought of like her pop albums, whatever, but she was still like releasing music and doing things in this time period, you know, she was acting and stuff too. Like she's been doing stuff in the meantime, but this is definitely like you come back from a lot of like a big gap in like her, like true fame of her career, you know, like she had that height. When, we, when I was, like, you know, super young and obsessed with her. But she fell off, and that's, like, you know, okay to admit. Or at least she fell off to the general public of popular music, which I'm not talking about popular music right now. I'll get mad. But, you know, this is kind of, you know, her coming back, and it's a breakthrough emotionally for her and for us. Uh, and yet again, this uh, review kind of comments on the 90s pop house music vibe that comes with her album, which I would have never, once again, I'm not from the 90s, I would have never, I don't listen to 90s pop music either, really, I wouldn't say, I don't know, I if I'm listening to something from the 90s, it's 99% gonna be rock music, so I cannot really attest much, but this is, you know, got that 90s pop vibe, I, you know, I'm sure someone recognizes that, that isn't me that's listening right now, um, and then they kind of comment on how Sign From Above, which is the third to last track, and 911 are the best songs, according to them. And they, you know, had a lot to say about it. I didn't really write any of it down, but they were very enthusiastic about those two songs, like, really defining the album. And they're just kind of saying it's like Gaga is returning from a quote-unquote renaissance of pop music that she knows best, and she does it so perfectly well in Chromatica. You know, she comes back and she still has the same spark that she did so long ago um can you guys hear me i feel like i'm talking really quiet right now i'm sorry but someone text me if you can't hear me i would like to know um but yeah that is kind of what rolling stone said and it kind of emphasizes a lot of what what is it called pitchfork yeah pitchfork says um but yeah that's all i have to say about that so, those are all my public reviews, so I'm just going to be playing songs and stuff from now on. But, I, yeah, I'm just, I only have two more songs to play, but I think I might play a third. I might play the outro track. 
Um, anyways, but we're going to play track number 12. It's called Replay. I don't have shit to say. It's just a good song. Um, I enjoy it as I do with a lot of songs on this album. This one I thought was special enough to play, so take it how you want. Once again, track number 12, Replay. Hope you guys enjoy. replay um i got my one two on what to say about it uh replay is the song about sexual assault and it's kind of like her saying the scars in my mind are on replay you know replaying what happened in her head um oh there was a part that i was gonna comment on i don't know but you can kind of like get from the lyrics that she's kind of talking about an experience that happened with her and it's very sad when you actually listen to the lyrics. I kind of got really down to the dumps, even though the song bangs. Um, that was a bad word to use. It, it's a good song. Um, but that is the song about um, her sexual assault experience, which kind of like, you know, like PTSD is like once again a recurring theme in the um, album. And like that's kind of like a PTSD thing in the way that she's like remembering it like this. But yeah. After that goes into Chromatica 3, which is just another interlude. Um, it's the least relevant, I'd say. I don't know. I just don't don't really... You know, interludes come so fast. I don't really remember them when they come through, honestly. Especially when they're just, like, short um, short little or- orchestral ones. Whatever. Uh, then after that, you get Sign from Above, which features Elton John. It's a great song. I'm not playing it, though. It's not my favorite. I think... I don't feel like their voices complement each other, which is the only thing I have to say, which might just be, like, weird of me to say because they're both such fascinating, awesome, gay artists. Um, 
But I, I don't know how I felt about the way that they worked on the track together. But it's still done really well, whatever. It's just not my favorite because I don't think the, their voices clash the way that I would have liked it to. Um, especially old man Elton. You know, he's he's old now, you know? He doesn't got that same spark he had. Now, I'm not saying he's, he's bad. But I'm just saying the voice. Um, then after that, you get a thousand doves, which I'm going to play. And I think I'm also going to play the final track just because I have more time than anticipated. So we're just going to get right into it. A thousand doves is just a banger. And so is the last song, which is called Babylon. But I'm going to take a break in between. So next track we're going to play is track number 15 is called A Thousand Doves. I need you to listen to me, please believe me, I'm completely lonely. Please don't judge me when your tears are falling, I'll catch them as they fall. I need you to listen to me, please don't leave me, I'm not perfect yet, but I'll keep trying. When your tears are falling, I'll catch them as they fall. thousand doves definitely a banger i love that song it's so exciting um but for one i have enough time to play another song so that's like part of the reason why um but i feel like the outro you know it's it's usually righteous of me to play outro intro tracks and i didn't play the intro on this one or like the first real song so i feel like i should play the last one and i feel like this really closes out the album really well um 
there's there's a meaning behind it. And once again, Amelie told me Amelie is more of a professional on this album than I am. So that's why she's actually hosting this show secretly from across my phone. But you know, I I th- there's a meaning. I'll tell you guys afterwards. Uh, but the last song, track number sixteen, is called Babylon. Great song. Um, <clears throat> just a good way to finish out the album. I will tell you guys about it afterwards, but I'll just get it playing for you guys right now. I hope you guys enjoy. Babylon. City style, talk it out, babble on, battle for your life, babble on, that's gossip, what you on, money don't talk, rip that song, gossip, babble on, battle for your life, babble on, babble on. city style talk it out babble on battle for your life babble on that's gossip what you on money don't talk rip that song gossip babble on battle for your life babble on all right guys so that'll conclude the album uh so just two things about babylon uh thank you once again omelie for feeding me information that i'm too lazy to search up myself but there's two things. So one, Babylon, obviously we know Babylon as, you know, all the history, religious history, whatever. Um, think about, you know, Lady Gaga has the infamous song Judas. You know, she has a lot of biblical references um, that she kind of pulls out, which is very interesting. I think it's interesting to hear. I enjoy hearing it because it's done very well. So that's just kind of like one of those like biblical references that she has every now and then. Um so Babylon, there's that. And then I think you can easily get this from the lyrics. I realized it once I was listening, like, what I wanted to say, but I just couldn't remember. Um, Babylon, babble, space on. <laughs> like, gossip. Like, it, she was saying gossip. You know, just talking about literally just gossip, Babylon. You know, talk your shit. Who the fuck cares? Um, Lady Gaga style. Like, awesome. Amazing. So, yeah, that's how she closes it out. I love it. That song is great, as is every song. It's just, I, it's so great when I get to play, like, my favorites on channel like this. And I get to, like, remember, like, why I love all these songs. So that's pretty awesome. But that's really all I have for you guys today. Uh, don't know what I'm going to, actually, no. No episode next week, spring break. See you guys on March 28th. Yes, March 28th. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a few ideas in my head, but maybe expect a punk album for me. I don't know. 
still thinking about it, but I'm glad you guys got to hear this one. Uh, definitely a random choice for me because I'm not like running around saying Chromatica is like my favorite album ever, but it's a very well done one and I want to give justice to Lady Gaga because she deserves it. So thank you for listening nonetheless. I hope you guys go watch the 911 music video after this because that's all I could ask from you guys. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I will see you guys in two weeks. So sad. Uh, hopefully it's a good episode. I did not mean to be a mess this time, but you know what? It's okay. It was the Lady Gaga on me. Um, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm leaving. Thank you guys. This is WBC Digital College Shark Radio, and I hope you have a good night. This is also Nervous Child Collection. Goodbye.